Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to the Child Whisperer Podcast. It's good to have you with me today. Today, we're doing a great show on how to end whining without threats, bribes, or punishments. This will be interesting. I've got some good insights for you about why children whine. And when you know the why behind the whine, you can resolve it a lot um, more readily. Before we get into today's topic, make sure you're accessing the Child Whisperer blog. There's some fabulous posts there. The childwhisperer.com website, there's a blog there, and all of the radio shows are indexed right on the website, so they're really easily accessible for you. And you can also subscribe to the Child Whisperer podcast at iTunes. If you just go to iTunes, you can do a search for Carol Tuttle. And it'll come up, and you can subscribe, and that's a handy way to listen to the show every week. Uh, we do have a promotion going on right now with all of you that are in the Dressing Your Truth world that already own a course. Occasionally, we do what we call our additional courses sale, and that was launched today. That will be going for the next few days. So, if you are a owner of Addressing Your Truth course, you can buy additional courses at a discount. Look for that promotion and enjoy that. Uh, we're here to support you and helping your children dress their truth. We currently do not have a Dressing Your Truth for children, but we do have men's and women's, and those are both easily interpreted to both um, little to children, both boys and girls, daughters and sons. So I'm looking at the blog right now. Uh, the Child Whisper blog. I wanted to update you on some of the posts that we've recently put up since I was on the air last week. Um, I apologize. My internet connection is a little bit slow where I'm at today. I'm in Southern California, and I'm broadcasting from Indian Wells. Um, it was over the weekend I was in Las Vegas for a tennis tournament I was involved in. And then my husband and I came down here to enjoy the Indian Wells and P and P Paramus Open, which attracts a lot of your top players in the world. Last night I had the I had the good pleasure of watching my favorite tennis player, Rafa Nadal from Spain. He is a type three. He moves like a type three off the court. Very quick, very swift, very intense and determined. And yet, surprise of all surprises, he was just edged out of the competition by another type three from Ukraine, oh, he has a longer name, P. they went to a third set tiebreaker and the under the 
the underdog beat him by two points, which he had never even won a set off Nadal in the past. So it's pretty exciting to be there and to watch that in person. So on the Child Whisper blog, uh, you, you definitely want to watch this video post, Five Tricks to Help High Energy Children Sit Still. That's going to really be supportive to you with the Type 1 and the Type 3 children. So check that out. Um, we've already gotten a lot of views on that, a lot of shares on that. And it's great to understand this about your kids so you don't have false expectations and discipline them for just being themselves, that you make changes accordingly, you create environments that support them that are age-appropriate, so children can be successful in learning and developing uh, behavioral skills, learning skills. And still is a behavioral skill that can be learned. Some children come by it more instinctually. Type 2 and type 4 children come by it more instinctually. Type 1 and type 3 children are a higher movement, and sitting still for extended periods of time can be challenging. And so work with that movement, um, the age-appropriate perception of what is expected of them, and stop disciplining children for just being themselves. In fact, that's one of the greatest assets of the child whisper. And if you're new to the show and you've not yet read the book, that is the heart of this experience as a parent is found by reading my wonderful How to um, Raise Children to be Cooperative, Successful, and Happy by Understanding Which of the Four Types They Lead With in Their Nature. We've got our Type 1 fun-loving child that's a high movement, very socially oriented to the world. We have our Type 2 sensitive child who has a more subtle energy, is very emotionally connected to the world, um, a lower inward movement, softer movement. Our Type 3 determined child that has a push-forward physical connection with the world. It's another high movement. And they um, very different than Type 1. I have videos on the blog that you can check out and help you distinguish the difference. And then our type four, more serious child that's connected primarily intellectually through the world, and they're an inward energy as well. Uh, introvert and extrovert energy, that's not a personality trait, that's a quality of movement in a human being. And that's where my work is distinguishedly different from other assessment tools. I'm not assessing a personality, I'm assessing a quality of movement in a human being, in our human nature. And in children, it's quite phenomenal how honestly they live it the younger they are and what an opportunity we have to capture that understanding and then support them in that expression of self. And so let's get into today's topic about the whining, and then I will be taking live callers in today's show. Um, if you've called in to talk to me, make sure you press the number one on your phone. That indicates on my switchboard that you'd like to um, talk to me live. So for all types, whining, it's not a problem, it's a symptom. That's the first thing to understand. Whining is a sign, it's a signal. And for some of the types, whining is a second language. So the first thing to ask yourself, have I allowed my child to have whining as their second language? I was sitting with a um, younger mother one day on, a, on our film set, and we uh, she had her, a couple of her kids with her, and I was just observing their interaction before I actually started to interact with her. And her little boy, who was probably about three or four, started to not get what he started to whine. And he was 
talking in a whine, and he was whining and, and, you know, groaning, and he was a type 2 child, and his mother was responding, interpreting what he was saying, was responding to his uh, different noises, not all of, he wasn't speaking words all the time, but even when he was just making noises of a whining quality, she would respond and interpret them. And I said to her, do you know that that's his second language with you? And you are communicating with him as if it is a language. That he's not required to speak what he wants or speak in a manner that can be, um, that, that whining has become a, a language of communication between the two of you. And you're interpreting what he's saying and responding to his whines. She's like, whoa, you're right. I'm like, so um, rather than you've encouraged it, this is what I was sharing her, you've allowed it, you've encouraged it, and you've taught him that it's effective, that it works, because he's getting across what he wants with his wines because you're communicating, because you're interpreting them, and it's, encouraging it and so you're again in the work of the child whisper you first look at yourself as the parent what are the what choices have i made how have i responded in to my children that has actually set them up to do more of what they're doing subconsciously because you're not saying it go ahead and whine i get it yeah keep whining Oh, could you whine a little more because I really want to know what you want. And she was frustrated while she was responding to him, but she was still responding. And then it goes a certain, see, most of you probably allow whining and then you get tired and drained by it, so then you just say, stop whining, stop whining. So when there's this, stop whining response, children are sort of like, and they're not, again, consciously thinking all this, but they're like, well, you were listening, you, you were understanding me before, why all of a sudden you're not willing to now? And so before you, you've got to back up. And when it starts from the very first moment of it beginning in a very um, balanced grounded way with kindness train your child to communicate differently to speak what they want and not to come down on them and suddenly get really upset because you've had it i'm tired of you whining stop whining see now they're really stressed because they've got a stressed parent and so in this, that whining's not a problem, it's just don't try to fix the whining. Fix the problem and the whining will fix itself because they're using it to try and get some need met. So that's the second thing to look at. The first one is, how have you allowed it? To what degree of acceptance have you um, supported it and can allowed it to be a second form of communication, a second language? And what do you got to do to back up and help a child learn a different behavioral skill? Whining is a behavioral tendency. Do they have the skill sets to speak, to be heard, to be understood? Are you listening to them before they start whining? 
how many of your children have to use whining to finally get your attention because you're not paying attention. You're not stopping what you're doing, focusing in, and listening. Uh, Whining is a sign of imbalance. If you wait until your child is whining to deal with an issue, it takes longer to resolve that issue. So whining is an, it's a sign of a, it's a symptom of something else. What is the problem? What's the issue your child is whining about? And then if you wait till your child starts to whine, then you've taught them once again that that is the way that they're, they can get you to give them the attention they need to resolve their issue, the issue. Now, if you're in a grocery store and your child sees something they want at the checkout stand and they start to whine to get it, that's a sign that your child has just used whining to get their way. And so with this mom I was um, supporting and giving some feedback to, I said, you know, he is, it is a very effective um, tool for your child because it's working. Because you responded. You responded it, to it as a form of communication, and so your child's going to continue to use it because you've taught them that it works. And so in the world of the child whispering parent, you may have to undo some things. You may have to give it some time to correct this. And that's okay uh, because it can become, you can eliminate it from your experience so that whining becomes um, rarely, your child will use other skill sets, behavioral sets, when uh, they know they'll be listened to with other means of communication. So... Now let's look at the four types and how whining can be particularly used for each of these four types of children. So we've got our type one, fun-loving child. This is a higher movement child. Whining comes from too much routine or structure, not enough social, free, or playtime. These children have the least um, quality, they have the least innate ability to create long-term structural experiences. They can, every human being has the ability to function in a structured environment. It's just to what degree and how repetitive is that required. How long is that required and how the frequency of it. So the type 1 child, too much routine or structure and not enough social free or playtime can cause them to whine. And it might seem counterintuitive, but do something silly and unexpected. Instead of telling them to stop whining, bring it to laughter. Help. You know, they have the greatest capacity to lighten the mood. They're in a stressful mode. They're not free to bring in lightness. Because you don't have to be like each of your type of children. You know, you don't have to be a type 1 parent. You don't have to act like a type 1 to be an effective parent for a type 1. But when they're stressed, you need to help them get back to what's natural for them and let them bring it to the experience. So a way to help them lighten things up is get out and be with people or have someone over. Something social in nature. 
know, if your days are structured and there's just a lot of structure they've got to fall into, let go of one of your obligations and just play or give your child time to play. But really look at that. What is how often they need, they don't need long spurts of, they need spurts of it. They don't need long um, extended playtime. They need spurts is a good word. It's a type one word, spurts. They need spurts of lightness, spurts of playfulness, spurts of socializing. Then they can get back to the structured task on hand. But they need to be able to break it up, spurts of it. Our type 2 sensitive child. Now, these are the child that have the most tendency for whining. They have a more subtle quality to the way they communicate. It takes them a little longer to know what they really want, to really put it into words. So whining comes from discomfort, emotional, physical, and too much coming at them, their plan, and then also their plans being ignored or their being ignored. When a type 2 child feels like they're not being noticed, they're not being acknowledged, um, they will start to whine. They need to get their needs met too. And they can also whine when they're uncomfortable in some way. So take them aside one-on-one and ask how they're feeling. Even a small child that's a type 2 energy, how are you feeling? And if they're not talking much yet, give them quiet, soothing time with you. And again, an hour cuddling your child. If you were to give your type 2 child two or three, 10 to 15 minute periods of soothing, comforting, cuddling time a day, it does wonders. Not a lot of investment of your time. Then give them permission to have some free time to relax, doing whatever's comforting to them. It's a good phrase to use as a type 2 child. What's making you uncomfortable? Why are you whining? Don't discipline them and encourage them. Say, tell me what you want. I'm listening. Tell me what you want. I'm right here. I'm listening. Maybe you need some time to know what you want. I'll be back in 10 minutes. (laughs) So give them that reassurance. Our type 3 determined child. Now these are the kids that their wines won't be as droning. Type 2 child's wines are much more draining, droning, kind of, oh, A type 3 child's whine is much more intense. It's demanding in its nature. It's um, almost, I would really, it can almost be a fine line to anger. There's a reactive quality to it. And whining comes from pent-up physical energy and not enough outlets. These kids are feeling stifled and they're feeling trapped and they're frustrated. So their whines are very quality and frustration that's being expressed. So they need something to do. These are our project kids. These are our outdoor kids. Get them some outdoor time. Take them out right there. They're whining. Go outside. Run around. Reevaluate why you've told them no 
and make the next time a go for it. See, if there, you'll learn in the book. <laughs> this is a book you want to repeat reading. It's, it's going to give you a lot of ha-has as you revisit the information. And if you recall, I teach in the Child Whisper that type 3 kids have this want to go for things, try new things, do things, and they're told no a lot. And how can you turn that into a I go for it? That's great. Maybe it just needs to be modified a bit. Maybe it doesn't. But have you been saying no to your type 3 child a lot? And they're feeling it. They're feeling trapped. Now, on our type 4, the more serious child, these are intellectual children, whining comes from feeling out of control of their own life or a lack of alone time, or feeling embarrassed or put on the spot. Those are three things to look at. These are the children that have an in, an innate and a built-in quality of I'm my own authority. It just is born with them. They respond very favorably when you ask their opinion. The question, what do you think, can sometimes stop whining immediately. These children, because of their intellectual preference to the world, if you can reason with them, if it can make reasonable sense intellectually to them, they come around very quickly, very easily. Now, if they feel embarrassed about something, that can be very shaming to them. So make sure you always take a type 4 child aside privately and give 100% of attention to what they want to say. Don't, in front of their siblings even, or their friends, don't tell them to stop whining. That would be, I don't encourage that for any child, but type 4 children especially are going to be highly embarrassed by that. So take them aside and give them 100% of your attention What and listen. What are they trying to say to you? And then consider ways to facilitate more predictable schedules, especially if they're not talking yet. These kids need structure. They need to some, have a certain degree of routine and they benefit from that. And if they're not getting it, it can be incredibly stressful, and they will whine because they don't have the routine they need. And then they need some alone time, uh, time to be in their own energy and not to have all things happening around them. So are you supporting your children in that time alone? being by themselves and they have a space in your home that they can be supported with that and enjoy that so they feel the renewal of that so some things to think about uh, great insights I appreciate your listening in today review it again take some notes because you're going to have some uh, there's different things to consider and these are each of the radio shows are really take your notes, examine, you know, examine your, yourself with them. There's a lot of looking at yourself with each of the show's topics. You 
you get to uh, evaluate repeatedly, with, which I encourage you to do. Kind of, why do you stand an issue with one of your children? Take yourself through all of the steps that I've mentioned. Examine yourself. Look at your child. You're going to get some new ways of dealing with this. And my hope for you is that within a few weeks and especially a couple months, you're going to be able to remember when that was a problem and it no longer is. I do believe very... I believe children want to be cooperative. I believe children are designed to be happy, true to their own nature, and I believe they want to create successful lives. And it's our job as parents to know how to parent them that gives them the greatest chance of all of that. So, you know, we're on Facebook. I want to make sure before I get to today's live callers, we have a Facebook page, and I have four Facebook pages. There's the Carol Tuttle page, just my name, Carol Tuttle, addressing your truth page, and the Child Whisper page. And then we have a page called Remembering Wholeness for my first, um, one of my most popular books that's been around for several years. And I looked last night, and I noticed that the Child Whisper page had become the largest following that we had more likes and followers on the Child Whisper page. Me. Dressing Your Truth is a close second, but for a couple of years now, my main page and the Dressing Your Truth page have been the leaders. And the Child Whisper page, I was just looking it up, my, you know, to see if that was still the case. The Child Whisper page just has taken off. So thanks for liking us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the child whisper. And then what's kind of fun, you can join the private groups if you read the book. And we have private groups for each of the four types. So you can join the private group as a parent for each other. New approach to parenting. So kind of fun. Let's get to today's callers. You want to, uh, if you've got a question or a story you'd like to share with me, you can call into today's show at 347 677 1963 and press the number one on your phone. My first caller is calling in from 651. Hi, you're live on the show. Hi, Carol. My name is Julie. Hi, and Julie. I- Hi. Uh, thank you so much for your show. I love the Child Whisperer and the Facebook page and all the resources. And I am a type 2, 3 mom, like primary 2, secondary 3. I have two questions today. One is about my 6.5-year-old type 2 daughter, and the other is about my 2.5-year-old type 3 daughter. And I have, But I wanted to share this with you first quick. I've read the type 2 description from the Child Whisperer book to my 6-year-old daughter, and she agrees uh-huh. that it's her, like it suits her to a T. And then I've read the type 3 description also to my older 6-year-old daughter to help her understand her 2-year-old sister's big energy. <laughs> and it has helped. Yeah. And she can, I know, she can I point out in her me. friends now, like the yeah, type 2 and type 3 good. kids now. Yeah, so she's young. Each other. No, I yeah, agree. But she, we're getting there. I tell parents all the time, read this to your children. And it's amazing that she would say, yeah, yeah, this is me. And she felt very understood, and I appreciate that. 
and I'm sure it will help as they grow up to kind of learn about each other since they have different personalities and different movements. Yeah. So my my question about this is a great show today. My uh, my question is how do I stop yelling at my six year old because I know it's a problem. And an example is yesterday we took a short walk around the block. It was nice outside yesterday for Minnesota. And um, with both kids and me, and my six-year-old wanted to splash in the puddles. We were halfway through the walk. She wasn't wearing the right shoes, so I said, no, you can't have your shoes wet for school. You can't go in the puddles. And so she was she was mad, and I told her again why she couldn't do it. She she did it again. She chose to be in, jump in the puddle with her tennis shoes on, and I yelled at her. And she yelled back at me. And I understand that the root is me teaching her to yell because when I lose my temper, I yell. So I've been working on not yelling, so I started singing my, my song I've been using to take a deep breath and count to four, and then she yelled, I can't stand hearing that song. And then she was kind of whiny and, and you know, mad and for about an hour. So And I explained to her, I'm not singing the song to you. I'm using the song because I'm trying to not yell. But I still am yelling. I yelled first and used the song second. So I'm just thinking, how can I type two slash three mom calm myself down when I, I realize it's a problem, I realize I need to stop yelling. I'm just having a hard time doing it. So, and I know, okay. and now how I've taught you, my type two I'm daughter curious. to yell. How did you determine you're a type two first, not a type three first? I think because my primary concern is always about the relationship with other people. It's not the physical movement. I've always the way you talk, a feeler. Talk is more like a type three. I <laughs> feel. I feel like as a mom, type three comes out a lot. You have real direct, to the point statements. Yeah, and kind of a punch to your voice. I mean, just by my conversation with you, I'm going to suggest maybe you have these backwards. Well, maybe I do. <laughs> I'm totally open to that. Yeah, you find because I I talk to a lot of people, and there's a quality of tone and expression that I can even pick up on now in people's types, and you sound more like a type three to me. You really do. And so part of it might be if you were told to be quiet a lot. You know, this is I worked with a lot of type three women, especially that were kind of like, really, I'm a type three, and I'm like, well. You were just told not to be your whole life, you know, and when you were a child, you were told to shush and calm down and be quiet. You're still trying to make all that. You're still trying to do all that, you know. So, but I'm I'm bringing this up because if a party, if you are a type three, which I'm going to lean favorably to that right now. Okay, I'm I'm open to it. Okay. Yes, (laughs) I hear you. Say that back. If you're a type three. you're not allowing your true energy to be expressed, it gets pent up, it's going to come out as a reactive quality and you're going to yell, see. And you're always, so you're in this habit of yelling, oh, i got to calm down. See, right. you're still doing to yourself what happened to you when you were three and four and five. See, you're, you're in this habit of too reactive, i got to calm down. Okay. So... If you're to give permission for you to be your active, reactive self and say, I'm a type three and I got to go, you know, I got to give permission for that in healthy ways, not in yelling at your child ways, but in healthy ways, then I'm not going to be so prone to yelling because I'm, I'm being able to express myself here in life. Okay. 
And you're more capable of staying calm in the moment you want to be calm because you have a healthy expression of your swift, active nature in other places. Okay. I I think your type three was saying you're too. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm, I have a lot of the three type three qualities, and I love to make lists and get it. I've, I love getting things accomplished and moving fast, so I probably am a type three. That makes sense. Type three Why tell it secondary you're talking? <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. That's helpful to me. That's good insight. <laughs> well, and I, so, and I always find it's at the end of the day when I yell. I don't yell in the morning. I yell at the end of the day well, when I feel like I haven't got stuff done and we need to get to bed and come on, let's move up, let's hurry. And I know she's a two and she doesn't want to. That all sounds very type three because type three parents will yell to get their kids moving. Right, which does not work with a two. No, it it shouldn't be your behavioral, uh, it shouldn't be your um, method anyway. (laughs) I I take full responsibility. I I think type three parents should yell. It's effective. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. No, I think it's your, I think it's your last straw. You know, you're, you're frustrated. So you've got to look at what are you trying to accomplish in the day, and is it really reasonable? Because we're really that type threes are really good at overloading the list, and then if we don't hit it, we're like, oh man, you know, then you're bugged. Right. So see, you've got to modify constantly because you're always going to think you're going to accomplish more than is reasonable. You think, and you still think, well, it's so crazy, because even to this day I do it. Everything I know, I'm like, all right, check in here, because ah, I really think I'm going to be able to do that. I'm not. Okay. Dang. I thought I could. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Well, you do a lot. So you get a lot of it done. You know, but you've got to just, with little kids, especially challenging for type 3 moms. And that's where I say, listen to my shows where I say, you know, it's really advantageous for you to send the kids out of the house a couple times a week so you can, or to have somebody come over and babysit the kids while you're still there that frees mm-hmm. you up to say, okay, I'm going to spend three hours just getting stuff done. Okay. And give yourself that because that will help you with staying calm because you'll feel that sense of fulfillment that we get from Getting, um, being able to get move quickly, get a lot done, and uh, it's just very nurturing to who we are. So, okay, all right. Thanks well, that, for calling that in. That is very helpful. Now, do I, can I ask one more question quickly? Yeah. Uh huh. This is a faster question. My two and a half year old daughter is a type three. She's doing the thing where she will ask somebody she wants a reaction. So she'll say, "What's your name?" And the person will say, "Andrea," and she'll say, "Andrea, I don't like you. Like I don't like you." Because she's looking for a reaction. So I've been trying to restate what she says, like, you want Andrea to laugh at you. Say hi. How are you, Andrea? Say something funny to Andrea. I'm trying to feed her a script to get the reaction she's looking for. But what's yeah. a good way of teaching a type 3 to not get a reaction by saying, I, know, I don't like you, or I'm going to poop on you, or, you know, she's two, so I get it. But how do I train her no, to get the reaction? I, I, I think what you're doing is spot on. Okay. Give her another choice. Give her the script. Okay. Yeah, because she's, again, it only, it worked. And again, she may be showing you some of her, your pent-up energy. <laughs> I know she could be. going to get worked out by you seeing yourself differently. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Read the type three. Do you have my other books? Like, do you do dressing your kids? You know, I don't yet, but I would like to. Well, so you, I'll put it on my list. You know what? Now, yeah, now that you, I'd go for the type three in that, and that's going to help you learn a lot more about yourself. Okay. Will do. Be, I think that's going to be the key here, is you getting a clear understanding of who you are and what you need, and your kids are going to all shift with you. Okay. Well, thank you a million times over. Thank you for writing the book. You're welcome. Thank you for the show. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. My next caller is at 801-414. You're live on the show. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Good. I am calling about my type 3 and um, 7-year-old, mm-hmm. and she has always kind of struggled with compulsive behaviors and Mm -hmm. it seems to have um, gotten much more common over the last probably about month. So I was just curious um, if any of that plays into her type and what sort of any recommendations. Several. Um, One of them, um, since she was like an infant, she's very easily sexually stimulated. Um, So she'll stimulate herself. Um, She also nail biting, hair chewing, which they've, um, it's generally just like one is going on at a time. And Uh lately it's all three. Um, She's, I've done some research on it. And a lot of it is also um, telling me every bad thought that she has. So, so well, this, this sounds like a, like a child that's under it. This is sounds like a child that's having under a tremendous amount of a tremendous amount of stress. Yes. So I'd have to ask you, what's going on that's so stressful? So one of the things that I've kind of considered is she does have a friend at school that she has had um, since kindergarten who at least once a week pulls the, if you don't do this for me, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Um, it is very controlling. Now, like, like they are like going, someone in your okay. home or, you know. Okay. Um, so the other school. thing is my mom is going to be moving in with us in the near future. Um, that is a recent change. But I can't really think of anything else that has been a change. I mean, I have a new baby, but she's, you know, nine months old now. Um, well, I would just say that this is a child that hasn't had her needs met over an extended uh-huh. period of time, and you haven't known she's a type three for very long. You know, yeah, obviously I haven't. not the bulk of her life, and so yeah. really have to evaluate where is she getting support the way she needs support. Is she getting those physical outlets? Is she, I was a nail biter, mm-hmm. um, excessive yeah. nail biter. I was a picker. I had a those same kind of compulsive behaviors because I was a child under huge stress because I had a type 2 mother that didn't understand me, who constantly Mm -hmm. stopped me, who didn't support what I needed in life. Um, I had parents who had underlying issues that never got resolved their entire to this day, but I would have, I wouldn't have a lot. I now look back and go, oh, I was subconsciously picking up on all of this, that there was this, this quality of stress in our home, and mm-hmm. I didn't have the support of my parents, so all that pent-up energy 
gets driven mm-hmm. into picking and nail biting and all the things that are because mm-hmm. this energy's not getting played out. It's not getting okay. It's just you've got to really look at that and say what's stressing my child and not deal okay. with the nail biting. Is again, it's like whining. It's a symptom. It's not yeah. the problem. Yeah. Okay. And we've had, and, and you know, that was just another thought. My husband has some things changing in his work dynamic as well, which I think has, you know, caused him to be more stressed and me with my mom well, moving in has you, caused me to be more stressed. Yeah, but if you, I would really, have you read my book, Remembering Wholeness? Um, I can't remember. I've read lots of them. I don't think I specifically, I don't think I've read that one. I would encourage you to read that. What I'm picking up on is the, the kind of speak, the speak of the home is very negative and all the okay. problems and what's wrong and all the stresses. So remembering wholeness okay. is going to teach you how to look at how you respond to your life. Are you looking at all the negatives? Are you looking at all the things you don't want? How do you speak in your mm-hmm. family? You know, are you speaking I, in positive, yeah. you know, like life's great or... Are you speaking about all the things that are stressful? Because then your children are just hearing this all the time, and they're stressed. Well, I feel like maybe like a, a month, a month and a half ago, things were actually um, very positive. I felt the energy in our home was very positive, but it definitely has taken a more negative, stressful, yeah. no, there's, you know, and that, that could have been there's more a, aggravated. There's a combination of things here. You've got a seven-year-old who didn't know you haven't known for very long as a yeah. type three so this is years in building mm-hmm. and so you've got to now look at how can we support this child in expressing her energy so she can be ba- feel balanced mm-hmm. and i'd ask her read the type three section to her does she know who she is yeah 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 and we've talked about it and i i do want to get her involved in you know soccer or a more active Thing. She's doing, you know, a musical theater class and things like that right now as a little bit of an outlet, but I want to get her into something more physical. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks for calling in. I trust you. Sure. Will, giving you lots to consider on that one. Um, and I trust that you will get the insights that are perfect in the time that you need them. My next caller is 801-84. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm great. Good. Um, I guess I've got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm not sure where to start, but I'll just, I guess, start with my daughter. I'm a type four. Um, my daughter is a, I'm not positive what type she is, but I'm pretty sure it's a three. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I guess I've been thinking about it for two years. I don't think any... I'm definitely a four or two, right? I wouldn't have known the thought of it about it that long. But um, uh, I just lately... Like, when I was growing up, I used to have a lot of panic attacks and sort of things, and I uh, did presence process, and after that, they really calmed down for me myself. But now I'm my four-year-old. She started to have them a lot, and I'm not really sure what to do to help her out. Um. How how old? She's four. four. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, high movement or a lower movement. She's a high movement. I mean, she reminds me a lot of myself, and I'm a four three. I think she's a three four. 
That's okay. what I think. Okay. But I'm not positive. I, I keep waiting for like a, it to settle in. Like with my other daughter who's a two, it just settled in and I knew. But I'm not 100% okay. knowing this. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yeah, and so she'll just uh, really get panicked about things, and I, I can't even necessarily say what triggers her. It'll just be, you know, we'll be doing something, and then it's just she'll, and it's just so familiar to me because I see myself in it. Like, she just will panic, yeah. and I will try to comfort her, but she'll just run away from me, and it's like she's testing me to see if I'll keep coming back, and and I don't know what to do, and it's really hard for me too because I, I, re- I remember what it was. Well, it sounds like it's bringing up more in you. Yeah, I just remember what it was like, and it's so hard for me to see her going through it. Well, my sense is she's not as um, having as serious serious of a problem as you think she is. That's good. It's mimicking what you felt that was much more serious. So don't project your level of um, overwhelm about it onto her that she's experiencing what you did. Okay. Because I don't think she is. I really don't. I think she's playing a role for you. If you, um, just for our listeners to kind of figure out what we're talking about here, there's a few times on my show I've mentioned a book called The Presence Process that teaches you a 10-week program of really looking at what how to how to resolve what's unresolved from your childhood. They're very simple techniques. And as Michael Brown, the author, teaches, life will start to present things that will actually trigger your emotional state that need to be addressed. And so I would keep trusting that's what it is. It's for you more than it's about her. Okay. And it'd be it's as simple as sitting and greeting with it. It really is. And putting, um, don't let your mind go off into this thing about your daughter wants, your mind wants to make it bigger than it is. Just feel your feelings, and I think you'll move both of you through it. And you'll okay. both come out of it okay. Because you use the tools you've learned in that process with just being with it, you know, and breathing, being present. Because that's what I've kind right. of gone towards. Yeah, i just been trying not... I, I don't want it to feel like she's broken because I feel like when I was a kid, I was taking no, I so many doctors and psychiatrists and all this and it just no. didn't help. That's all know. your stuff. Keep that. That's yeah. your stuff. Don't make that hurt. I don't sense that's going on for her. Okay. Just so you know. I think it's... I, yeah. That's well, showing, it's showing up for you to really... Re- clean this up, heal this, so that it's healed for everybody, you and her. Mm-hmm. It's your inner child that's freaking out. That's, you need to show up for your inner child. Don't make your inner child your daughter. Okay. Your daughter's, I really, I'm, I'm highly intuitive. I think your daughter's fine, ultimately. <laughs> okay. It's only you. Good for you. It takes. It, I commend you. That's a tough process. Um, it, it takes a lot of discipline. So good for you. But the reward of it is phenomenal, in my opinion. So it's not for the the, the weary. It takes a a real committed person to see themselves through that. So 
I commend you for that. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. My next caller is calling in from 801-22. You want to live on the show? Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, I'm just new to the program, and I'm really excited about it, and I just have a few questions for you. My children are out of the home, and I have, um, I'm have. i a type 2. I have a very strong type 3, and I have um, five children, and the two youngest children are gay. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what your feelings are about this. Um, I, I personally don't have a problem with it. I feel like my responsibility in the situation is to treat them kindly and um, show respect and love to them. Um, the youngest one is 23, and she's a type, I'm pretty sure that she's a type 2, and then the other one that's involved with this is um, a type 1. And um, mm-hmm. they're very happy in their situation, but the problem is my husband is just outraged and cantankerous and mean about the whole situation and he's a type two and so I want to be able to support my children but um, when I do I get in trouble from him <laughs> well um, so my question is how do I deal with that situation how do I deal with that situation yeah, yeah. and also how do I how do I what is your feelings about about um, gay children um, I have no problem with gay children. <laughs> children, children. What was? I yeah. I don't I don't have those. I don't have any beliefs that um, I'm very open and I love. I don't. I've never. It's kind of like I was born that way. I've never had any issues with people's sexual preference. It's their personal life, and I respect that. And. Uh, probably why I won't ever have a gay child because I don't have to deal with, I don't have to look at my own judgments. You know, I don't have yeah. judgments. So I've, I've looked at that issue. I thought, have I created this? But I'm the same way. I don't have a problem with it. It's not, I, yeah. I really. Well I, guess, well, I guess all you can do is be honest with your spouse and say, I don't share the same feeling as you. Um, and, you know, I respect those are your feelings and your opinions, but I feel very differently. And I'm going to, I'm choosing to love you and to love my children. See, to not be put in a position where you think you have to take sides or position yourself with anybody to say, I love my children and I love my husband. And um, let me know how I can support you with that. Because support will not look like me agreeing with you or choosing yeah. how you're, what you're choosing. That's not what I mean by support because that's not supported to me. But I can support, right. you know, I'll listen to you. Um, I'm here to acknowledge what you're going through. But I can't change who I am and I choose not to. So I support and love my children and I support and love you and I'm my own person and you know that's what I would do <laughs> to say yeah I wouldn't what if it came down to get the him court? to I wouldn't try and change see that's where an a spouse tries to like try, don't try and get him where you are let him go through his own process yeah I, I I've kind of done exactly what you've said and um 
the the problem is is that I get ridiculed if I want to go to lunch with them or if we have a Christmas party well, I mean, and the partner's invited and stand on saying that I don't no, don't you're that's abusive. That's an abusive response. All and of my children say it. that. Yeah, they and so that, what is your lesson in this? And so what's your lesson, say? Is your lesson yeah. to learn to speak up for yourself and say it's not yes. appropriate that you speak to me that way and please stop it? Yeah, and that's I know that that's my lesson and I have been doing that, but it doesn't stop. make it stop. Well, you leave away and then I don't know what to what degree you have. And then do your own... You know, is that what, there's two ways to look at this, the lesson for you to learn, and then also what belief am I still running that I believe somebody can talk to me this way. And the book to read is Remembering Wholeness. It helps you understand how you're, uh, you are participating in that creation. Yes. I've read that book. I've read that book before I called you. I've read it, and I've listened to it twice. Um, well, so I've been really trying to way. research the answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep uh, standing up for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And At you what point do you like say, that, hey, this, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> I, I do that. That's it's, that's already a given. But what, I mean, what point do you say one of these relationships aren't going to work? I'm either going to have to do... do um, that's for you to determine between you and God. I really... You know, personally, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I guess, um, and you could go to get some professional help in the process, but you'd be, you know, very honest to say, I, it's not, I, you know, I love you and I want to work our relationship out, but this is hurting our relationship. So you have to keep dealing with what is and being honest about it. Yeah. Not easy. All okay, the time. I understand that. I know it's not always easy because it's a lot of emotional stuff that comes up. So, yeah. Um, I after trust reading, remembering wholeness, I, after reading, you know, studying, remembering wholeness, I just it's um, I just keep trying to dissect. Okay, what is my stuff showing up for me, and what is his stuff showing up for him, and how can I stop participating in that and start creating something yeah. beautiful in our family? So. Well, Sounds like I'm on the right track. Really like... I'll just keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he has to be motivated for that as well. So, yeah. Okay, well, well thanks, Carol. Appreciate it. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye. But, uh, well, I really don't. You know, this is my type 3 kicking in. I only have two minutes left. I don't have time for any more callers. It's been a great um, show today, everyone. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I wasn't able to get to all the live callers. You can also send your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Good chance I've, answered, I've got some support for you somewhere in all of the shows that we've recorded over the last couple of years. So make sure you're listening to the recorded shows. You'll continue to get insights as you listen to other callers' questions and you listen to different topics. So go find a show topic that's close to your... Um, resembles the question you had today. I apologize if you didn't get to all of our calls, but I will be back. Um, my schedule right now, there will be, there is, my next live show with callers will be the 25th. Tune in. Then 
people, um, you can subscribe to our weekly email also at thechildwhisperer.com where you can get an update of that week's post. It's an email that goes out. It's different. We send out two emails for my blog. There's the Carol blog. We send a weekly email for that with the post for the week, and then we send the Child Whisperer email. So go to thechildwhisperer.com and subscribe to that. Thanks for being on uh, part of the show today. I'll talk to everyone again soon. For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. 